This episode is brought to you by Visit Williamsburg. In Williamsburg, Virginia, there's never too much of a good thing. Whether you're a foodie, a golfer, a history buff, a shopaholic, an outdoor enthusiast, or a thrill seeker, you'll find what you came for here and more. So ask yourself, what is it you want? Discover Williamsburg and plan your trip at visitwilliamsburg.com. I'm Wes Moss, and I am here to help a million people retire earlier while enjoying the adventure along the way. To reach that many folks takes the work of more than just me or one person. And I have a fantastic team behind the Retire Sooner podcast. And I've decided to bring them in to help address some of the questions and topics that you've sent us. You're about to hear from my team members with answers that can hopefully help Americans retire sooner and happier. And I'd love for you to be one of them. Let's get started. Welcome back to a new episode of the Retire Sooner podcast. This week, I am so excited to have Bryn Sims sitting in with us and helping us talk a little bit more about happy retirees. We are, you know, focused here on helping Americans retire sooner and happier. But what does a future actually look like for you? How are you hoping to spend your time in retirement? What kind of challenges are you going to face that might not even be on your radar today? To help us answer these questions, we've got Bryn here with us. She is a client services manager here at Capital Investment Advisors. She's worked with our team since 2013. During that time, she's worked with hundreds or honestly, really thousands, if you consider how many families we work with, um, of retirees as they face the joys and trials of life in their 50s and 60s and, and beyond. So Bryn, thank you for joining us. Thanks for having me. Before we start talking about some of the folks that we work with here, because I know you've got, again, tons of stories. I actually want to take it to a place of where in my mind goes whenever I think about happy retirees and that Bryn is very familiar with. It's um, actually Thomaston, Georgia. So mm -hmm. that is um, actually this tiny, tiny town in about what? The very middle of Georgia, I would west say. West Central Georgia is what we call it. It's yeah. not central, it's West Central. West Central, <laughs> west central Georgia. And that this town, y'all, is like absolutely picturesque it's so cute it's um and it's what you think of whenever you think of a small town is in my mind and it's actually where my grandparents lived for gosh for the majority of their life for sure and it's where my mom was raised um i've still got uncles and aunts and cousins who live there and um and Bryn is very familiar with it because she actually grew up there yeah yeah so you grew up in thomaston you grew up mm -hmm. in thomaston in this cute small town but now i know you're up in obviously the atlanta suburbs uh, especially like working here in our office we're based in sandy springs so just just outside of atlanta and now you're raising your two sweet boys so how do you think that that's like kind of a different experience for them? It's very different. You know, my husband is also from a small town, um, not Thomaston, but a nearby town. Um, his family is still there. So it's nice we're able to go back and visit and kind of enjoy this, the slower pace of life down there. They've got um, a farm. They've got tons of acreage that we can go ride four-wheelers, ride tractors, you name it, and kind of have, you know, that type of experience for the boys, which I think is super important because it's how you know, that kind of experience helped shape my husband and myself. Um, and we just see kids up here and it's so different. Um, you know, playing in the yard, it's great that, to see the kids doing that, but then there's no 
you know, my husband would be gone for the whole day riding four wheelers or trucks or whatever, you name it. And you'd come back at night. You know, we kind of miss that aspect of it. Um, yeah. So I think we appreciate the slower pace of life and we want to really instill that and work ethic and all those old South, you know, what mantras, whatever, into our boys and make mm-hmm. that part of their heritage as well. I love that. Well, and actually on the note of that acreage, are y'all still doing the, the cow project with so Andrew's brother um does have cows and he's got um a place in Dunwoody at the farmer's market called truck and he actually brings up meat that's processed back at the farm or near the farm and brings up here to sell so oh I love this yeah the rural the rural can't talk (laughs) the rural urban connection Oh, I love that. Yeah. I love that. So you want to talk do- about knowing your farmer. Yeah, exactly. And so he's doing that. Um, we're not doing the cows for now, um, but we did do the cabin thing. So we're oh, well, going to switch on. gears there. Actually, <laughs> I want to I want to talk through that a little bit, too. So, okay. yeah. So Brynn actually um, just took the plunge earlier this year, and she and her husband – um, I'm going to give my version of it. Then you got to actually give like a real take on All it. Right. <laughs> but I, uh, I love this. So she, she and her husband saved up and purchased this beautiful cabin up in North Carolina and, and now have it actually, they, they did a lot of renovations to it, made it look absolutely stunning and now have it listed on Airbnb and VRBO. Is that correct? Yeah. Verbo. Mm-hmm. Oh my gosh. Oh my gosh. Okay. So tell us what that's like. Cause there's actually a ton of listeners I think who are either interested in doing something similar or who already are. Yeah. So, um, you know, we've always wanted to get in rental property and we were going to do a long-term rental in the area, but the home prices have just skyrocketed in the Atlanta area. So that just didn't make sense. Um, and then right when we we're about to plunge into it, I would say February of 2020, um, the, with the renters, with the government and COVID, there was no longer had to pay rent. Um, and so that really freaked us out. And we kind of you know, before even before that was announced, we kind of looked back and said, wait a minute, like, you know, what if we find somewhere that we could go visit ourselves and enjoy it ourselves and still run it out at the same time? So then my husband went down this rabbit trail, started looking at cabins. We looked in different towns within Georgia, Tennessee, North Carolina, you name it. And we actually created our own little map. And we said, like, where are, you know, breweries, where are wineries, fun stuff to do, you know, hiking. And we kind of settled on this western North Carolina area. And then we're actually on a trip in Bryson City. And a realtor that my husband had gotten in touch with through one some website, um, she called us and said, hey, I've got a pocket listing. I think you need to come look today. So we left Bryson City on the way home, stopped, offered that day, and the rest is history. You know, we had really conservative numbers and decided that this place, even on the conservative side, would still make sense, or at least that we could still enjoy it for a very low cost. And so far, it has been off to the stars or off to the moon, whatever. It's been you know, a complete whirlwind, and we're actually looking for another place now. Oh my gosh, that's so exciting! Well, so okay, can we dig into a little bit like around some of um, maybe not specifically with the numbers, but I know y'all had to do some renovations with it. What did that look like? Because I remember there was like some days where I'd see you and you were like, I gotta go hop in the car for like two hours, yeah. like <laughs> and like work this weekend. Yeah, so we basically, um, from the time we purchased, well, we put an offer in November of. 2020 um but the lady she was older and there were some issues with her husband and dementia and moving him with nursing homes and covid and all that so really we we offered in november accepted unofficially and we closed in february so that time kind of gave us more time to think and plan strategically what we were going to do 
Um, so we closed. We were up there every single weekend for months. I think we were done with the renovations mid-May, um, but we're up there every weekend um, between that. With two boys, one was um, oh, yeah, under a year, and yeah, one, was, <laughs> one was three years old, which I have to credit my in-laws um, for all their help with the boys and for the renovations. My father-in-law is super handy, so he was a blessing. Oh, that's great. Um, and my parents would take the boys sometimes, too, just so we could have you know a couple hours just to knock it out, work. Yeah. Um, so we they had some red countertops like just the linoleum type mm-hmm, mm-hmm. i know exactly i can like literally like feel it yeah <laughs> <laughs> so we um took those out added in granite we did we built a lot of the furniture there my oh husband's my family's farm actually has an old sawmill and they oh. have timber um from their farm that they cut down and plain so we built oh my a gosh. huge farm table with a long bench i mean it's like a seven foot farm table oh my gosh i um, love this coffee table all the beds we built little cubby nightstands so all the work also went in before we even closed because we were making furniture like you know like our second job or something yeah. so <laughs> um um, some painting, it's a truly a wood cabin, so there wasn't okay. like that much to do That's nice. on the inside. And we just kind of left it, you know, wood floors, wood walls, wood ceiling, mm-hmm. everything. Um, I love that. I think yeah. it feels like way more like it puts you in the place of being in the mountains when it's exactly, like that. Exactly. So um, I'm trying to even think what we did. It was a lot of work. But <laughs> thinking back, it's, you know, I guess a lot of stuff that you couldn't see, like replacing toilets. You yeah. Know? Yeah. I feel like appreciate is that, but everyone loves a new toilet. So. It's true. <laughs> Listen, as long as it flushes really well, yeah. it's clean. It's yeah, exactly. That's the most important thing. Exactly. Nobody notices unless it's not good. Exactly. Yeah. So um, that's yeah, a amazing. lot of work went into that. Oh, I believe that. But but then, okay, so y'all put it up onto Airbnb and VRBO. Mm-hmm. Um, gosh, when when was that? When did y'all start listening? In at? May. We in May. In May. Okay. Mm-hmm. And, then, and then how has, like, having runners come in, how has that been? It's been great. Well, I'd say the one of the keys is having a great team around you. Okay. So our cleaner is heaven sent. She's amazing. She's got a great team that works. Um, and then she sends us texts every time someone checks out. Place is all great. Or this. We've actually got a hot tub. So there have been, you know, the hot tub's green or the hot tub's disgusting with, like, oh. you know, trash floating around the top so that's honestly been the worst thing you know you hear all the horror stories of people don't do short-term rental your place is going to be trash and blah 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 we've actually not had knock on wood any issues um some people are just more gross than others and you know don't up there there's no trash collection that we can get there's bears so you can't just leave a trash bin by the road because you know you'll have a family of bears living with you um so part of things like calling your own trash Mm. No one likes to do that, and some people just leave their trash. But um, we've also got a great handyman. Oh, that's great. And Angel will call him, and then within like an hour, the guy's there, fixed it, and it's like 60 bucks. Oh, that's wonderful. I mean, he's, a, he's, a, he's amazing. So I think an important thing is there is having a great team because it's not like we can hop in the car and go fix something one afternoon. Like you have to plan a trip and, you know. Yeah, so. yeah, that makes sense because it is a little bit of a destination. Yeah. And have you all gotten to enjoy having the space? Yeah, actually this weekend we went up and were able to go hiking. My parents and my brother and his wife were there. Um, hiked, like I told my husband, it was like one of the first trips I've actually truly enjoyed being at the cabin because oh. we actually were able to, I mean, of course, when we're there, we're always doing something. Yeah. It's part of owning a home. Yeah. Um, you know, my husband actually had to replace a toilet. Like one of the toilets we didn't replace was replaced this weekend. Oh. So oh. just that kind of thing, um, replacing outlets or older outlets. So, you know, just that kind of stuff when we're there. But 
overall, we were able to enjoy it, and it was amazing. That is wonderful. I think that's the thing about having a second home that people forget about is, like, you you just sort of double, like, all of the housework that you still have to do. Um, like You know what I mean? Exactly. Like, even if it's, like, your vacation place, it's still, like, it, you don't get to fully just relax on it. You've got to actually go and, like, take care of yeah. things. Yeah, and you bring up more supplies, like toilet paper, paper oh, towels, yeah. Yeah. dishwasher tablets, you know, like, restocking all the shelves that, you know, their cleaners have access to. So. Yeah. But yeah. overall, you've enjoyed it? Oh, yeah. It's been amazing. That's awesome. Yeah, And I feel like um, you were telling me the other day that the like it, most of the weekends have been booked up, right? Yeah, I think the months of October, September and October, there was one day that no one was there. Oh, my gosh. It's insane. One day? One, one day. day. Not a weekend, a day. A, one day. Yeah. Oh, my most gosh. Most turns are, you know, someone's checking out at 10, checking in at 4. Oh, it's, my gosh. You know, December slowed down in January and February. will be slower. Um but we're enjoying it while yeah. while it's hot. And maybe it's just part of COVID. People are still just being tired of being cooped up and going somewhere. Yeah. But we hope it continues and Absolutely. we'll see. Okay. Well, so let me ask you this then. Would you, you know, for, for any of our listeners who are like in or nearing retirement, you know, Wes often talks about how having a, a rental property can be a beneficial income stream. Mm-hmm. Would you say that that is something that they should potentially look into is doing short term rentals like this? Yeah, I think so. If you I mean, it does take work. It takes, you know, during the week, you know, where people are messaging us or making sure your cleaners there, you know, making sure, you know, if something is wrong, you know, following up and getting the handyman in there. So, you know, it's not passive income. I know we talk about get something that's passive. It's not passive, but it's not hard. It's not a full-time job. So um, I will say my husband is very, he's very much a numbers guy. He's an engineer. Um, So I think the most important thing is, is setting your expectations, have everything on the conservative side of numbers, making sure it works for you and then jump into it. Don't just go buy a property willy nilly because it looks cute or whatever. Like you can do some digging in the, in the area, what's there, what are other places running for? And then kind of go from there. But I love that. This is great. Oh. A numbers guy in my corner. Yeah. It's, it's always good to have a numbers guy. Yeah. Yeah, you, need, you need like the creative side and you need the, like the numbers side. Exactly. It's a nice compliment. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. On the note of numbers, let's talk a little bit about what you do here with Capital Investment Advisors. You know, I I mentioned that Bryn is a a client services manager here Mm -hmm. for us, but, you know, Again, I feel like it's so easy to throw out titles, but like, what does it actually mean? What do you do? How do you how do you normally spend? Um, what what is it that you're doing here that helps help you like people retire happier? Yeah, so that's one of those things. What do you do? And I sit back. What do I do? I don't even know. You know, it's one of those things. You walk in, and every day is so different that it's just you know whether it's putting out fires or sending money for. a last minute closing or, you know, answering any client questions that may come up from the weekend or just during the week of, you know, 
life changes or just to check in. Um, you know, we joke with the ops team. We you know go back and try and list out things that we do um, to make ourselves most efficient. And we all kind of sit around going, "Wait, what do I do?" It's just a whirlwind some weeks, you know. So oh yes, that's that. funny. But yeah, I um we jokingly call ourselves paper pushers, um, but it's so much more than that. You know, it's helping support our advisors. I work with Pat Malloy, um, Kristen Curcio, Bill Sabolas, and Eddie Gepp here. Um, all four of those are advisors, and I just help. You know, and, and they're all great ones, too. Oh, yeah. I love you. got some great advisors. I do. I really do. Um, so, you know, helping support them, make them most efficient, helping them help their clients. Um, so, you know, one week could look very much heavy into helping an advisor work on something, or it could be very heavy into just answering client questions, you know, all week long or, you know, sending money or helping with rollovers, you name it. So it's I love every that. day is so different, which makes it exciting to come in. And that is, yeah. that's so exciting. Yeah. I love this. I mean, it's, I think that's one of my favorite things. I can't imagine having the kind of job where you sit back and like do the exact same thing day after day. Mm-hmm. I love like a new challenge as it comes up. So I, I totally get that. It's I like every that. phone ring. It's like, what is it going to be? You don't know. Yeah, you really <laughs> don't know. Yeah, yeah. And um, but you you're talking with clients a lot, mm-hmm. right? Like, so so when they have a question about like I don't know, like withdrawing for a, a withdrawing a set amount for a house down payment. I know you mm-hmm. mentioned that. Like, how often are you getting calls like that? So if it gets into too much of you know. Should I do this? Should I pay off my house? Where should I take money from? I always push that to my advisor because that is not my expertise to to deal with those type of investment questions. Um, But as far as, you know, they've got the cash available or I can kind of look and say, you know, what percentage of the account are they taking? If it's a big chunk and taking it for something that, you know, if it's like they want a new car and they're taking 50,000 out, they've got 100,000 in their account. Pushing that to the advisor because yeah, I just don't feel comfortable with that. Yeah, so, so you're like you're helping to like make sure they're making good choices. Yeah, and yeah. getting the opinions that they need. Yeah, I yeah. like that. And I do get. I know that sounds funny. It's not even my personal money, but I get nervous for some clients. You know, that pull too much or you know requesting money for things I think that are not necessarily um, the best thing at the time. Mm-hmm. It makes me nervous for you know I I get genuinely concerned, and so it's good to have another you know person like an advisor talk them through maybe there's some other options maybe it's best to finance Mm -hmm. you know the rates right now it's probably better than taking out a chunk of your account and it's not because we're feeling selfish we want to hold that chunk it's because it's not in their best interest and Mm -hmm. that's part of what we do that makes so much sense I love that well um let me ask you this too then what is the most fun thing that you have seen somebody pull out a big chunk of change for I would think um Probably a big trip. I had a Ooh, client recently take um, me a Mediterranean cruise or any type of cruise. You know, I've actually had a client um, take away a good bit of their inheritance to buy a house in Costa Rica. Oh, oh, yeah. Oh my gosh, how fun. And so they were, they're going to redo this home and rent it out and be there half the year. And I kind of joked with him. I said, well, if you ever want to get to the cold and away from the tropics, which I don't think you ever would, <laughs> then we've got a place in North Carolina. And he said, these are the exchanges I'm looking for. <laughs> <laughs> So I said, me too, buddy. I'd like to go to the tropics and go to escape to Costa Rica sometime. This is a great plan. I fully support. Oh, my God. That is the kind of like, that is a great trade. Yeah. That so is like smooth. He pulled out his a lot of his inheritance, but at the same time, he's using it for something else to generate income. Mm-hmm. So, mm-hmm. you know, it's one of those 
So really, that that made a lot of sense. Yes. And also, you want to talk about fun. That does sound wonderful. Yes. I Yeah, Costa Rica is gorgeous. That's so much fun. Um, so, and then let me let me ask you this, too. You know, you also mentioned this Mediterranean cruise. Tell me a little mm-hmm. bit more about that. Also, cruises in general, are they starting to come back yet? I think so. You know, Barbara here takes takes oh. cruises. She's been on a couple. They- Barbara Barbara is our cruise queen here at yes. Capital Investment Advice. <laughs> if anybody has any questions about cruises, you go straight to Barbara. Yes. And I'll, she probably has some type of status that we've never even heard of yes. for the cruises. I know she gets to go to the front of the line for everything. Mm-hmm. Um, but the Mediterranean cruise... Um, Sweet, sweet couple. They just took a cruise um, all over the Mediterranean. I think it was about two weeks. Um, but it was the sweetest thing. They, they had checked in with myself and Kristen before they left and just, you know, had a little note. We're about to leave. We should be back around this time. And That's they good. ended it with love you. Oh. And it was just like the sweetest thing. Like my parents or my grandparents were checking in with me before they took a trip. And oh. I just, you know, it was sweet to know that, you know, they cared enough. And he in other emails, he's jokingly said, how are my two other favorite women besides my bride? You know, just... Oh, my gosh. Yeah. I just love sweet, that. sweet people. That is so sweet. Well, and I love that, like, that sending that, like, right before going on a Mediterranean cruise. Mm-hmm. Like, you want to talk about a happy retiree. I exactly. Think, yeah, that sounds like they line up and, like, check off a couple boxes there. Exactly. Well, and then on the note of the happy retiree, you know, again, you, you work with all of these different families, and you have for years. So you probably have so much hands-on experience with all of these people who really are living this lifestyle that our listeners are trying to to figure out how to emulate, right? To, mm-hmm. to figure out how to also be these happy retirees. What, what are some things that our listeners can learn from what you've seen? What are some traits that these people have in common? I would say the happiest retirees I see, um, they're the ones that are more hands-off on the finances. When I call them for a review, they say, we trust you. We're good. You know, and it's not saying that you shouldn't come in for review at all. I mean, it's good to check in and make sure, you know, that your your advisors, you're still your fiduciary doing the right thing for you. Um, but it's just the type that they're so unconcerned with what's going on in the financial world. They're busy taking their trips or I had one client I called for review. She said, hold on, let me pull over. I'm on the way to water aerobics and oh. jazzercise. Like she's got her whole week is filled with those kind of activities, you know, and those are the ones that you can tell the happiest because they're not stressed about when their next review is to check in on finances. Um, the ones that are more unhappy are the ones that are constantly calling when the market, you know, even has this tiniest correction. They're calling, freaking out about their funds. And, you know, you kind of want to say, we, you know, if you don't trust us with your life savings, then maybe we're not the right fit. But if you do, like we're doing the right thing, we're getting that income for you so that you can go and enjoy your life and have that paycheck still there that you're missing from your nine to five job. That makes a lot of sense. Robert here with a quick answer to a question I heard recently. Something you may hear on the news is a topic called short selling. So what is short selling? Well, essentially, short selling is betting on a stock to go down. If you think about the average stock you buy in the S&P 500, you hope it goes up in value. Well, if you short sell, you're hoping that same stock goes down in value. And in my opinion, this is not meant for your everyday investor. This is meant for very sophisticated hedge funds and the like. And the reason for that is if you you buy a stock, just think about it conceptually, you have a 100% downside and infinite upside. But if you short sell or bet on a stock to go down, the most you can make is 100% and you can lose an infinite amount. So the odds are skewed against you when you short sell. 
it seems like the happy retirees are the ones who are really busy, which I really guess it goes back to Wes's point with like, you know, having so many core pursuits in life. And that's not mm-hmm. even just hobbies, right? Like mm-hmm. you, core pursuits and hobbies, you really kind of yeah. need it all. But I guess the unhappy retirees, it sounds like they just, they don't have enough going on. So they focus in on that I don't financial think so. side. Yeah, I don't, the unhappy retirees, I don't, when that talk to them, they don't necessarily talk about what they're doing oh. or, you know, what's going on in their life. It's more just about the money. And they mm. just seem just more stressed. And yeah. and I think that some of them could use a core pursuit or two just to, <laughs> you know, take the stress off of, you know, some people sit around reading the newspaper or watching the news. And sometimes it's good to just take a step away and just not consume yourself with world events and just trust that, you know, we're paying attention to that so you don't have to. I know. Listen, sometimes I have to, I literally have to put a cap on myself and be like, I cannot look at any more news for a little bit because it's just, there's some things that you can control and there's some things that you can't. Exactly. And, and you got to, sometimes you got to focus on what you can control and not worry about, I got to let some other people take care of all that, you know, yeah. major political news. Oh my God, I get so much. Yeah. Um, well, and then let me ask one more thing to you mm-hmm. about the happy retiree traits and what, yeah. what they're doing. All right. So you mentioned water aerobics and um, jazzercise. Mm-hmm. What are some other fun core pursuits that they're doing? Um, of course, gardening is oh. a huge one. I, 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 You know what? I get it. I get it. I like literally after the great pandemic, I was stuck mm-hmm. at home and I have gotten more and more into my houseplants and my yard. Though I will say I'm kind of at this point now where like I really need to spend more time on my yard because now I just have all these weeds that have popped back yeah. up and I'm just <laughs> ignoring them. Oh, it's so bad. Yeah. But, um, but yeah. And then y'all have, y'all have some good gardens, don't you? Or do you just... We kind of did a... The people that had our house before us said they had a low maintenance yard, and we learned that means you just don't take care of your yard. Oh. Um, so we've done a lot of, you know, getting grass back instead of just weeds, and we actually dug up a huge cactus bed. Oh, and planted more like butterflies and honeybees. So my husband's oh, um, family have honeybees, and they keep them. So we have a little special place in our heart for honeybees and butterflies and hummingbirds and all that sort of thing. So we try to plant things that attract them. Mm-hmm. Um, replace the cactus with flowers and yeah. well and like because those are actually more native to georgia yeah right. that's like one thing it always cracks me up whenever you see somebody plant something that's so um not native yes yes we we definitely try and we sound super crunchy right now but <laughs> we try and get things that are native so we had a huge line of nandina oh. separating our house from our neighbor's house or uh-huh. on the driveway and um something that people constantly plant because it's it has some beautiful leaves at times and all that but if you look up how invasive it is and it actually kills a lot of birds with the berries <gasps> so we oh. i mean i probably we probably had 30 yards of nandina that the only way to get right you can even poison it to get rid of it you have to yank it up out of the yard and we are still yanking it up oh like my gosh. there can be a root this like an inch long and has a shoot growing up out of it so how we, oh my yeah gosh. i was practically pregnant with our second baby and we were still yanking up Nandina out of the yard. So yeah, we're very much to uh, plant native species and things that can easily be pulled up if you don't like it anymore. (laughs) (laughs) Honestly, that's a big piece of it too. Yeah, I feel like it's amazing how weeds are so resilient. And then it's always always the stuff that I plant that I want to thrive. It's like, like, oh no, I'm feeling a little chilled or something. I don't know, it just (laughs) dies off. I'm like, wait, no. Or do you have those where you plant so much stuff and you can't determine like what is a weed or what is like a flowering weed or actually something you planted? (laughs) Yeah, no, I've definitely had a couple of those in my flower bed. I'm just like, well, it's pretty enough. 
Yeah. <laughs> I'm just going to leave it. Oh, oh it's so bad. All right. Well, listen, um, thank you so much for joining us. Listen, we're, as we're kind of wrapping up, I do want to ask, you know, as part of the Retire Sooner Network, we know life is about a lot more than just money and finances. So I just want to ask, what is something that has made you happy recently? Um, I would say probably the cabin because it's, you know, we just went this weekend. Like I said, we did all the hiking. We went to two waterfalls, went to um, Pick and Snows. It's a huge outlook, or, you know, look over the mountains. And even though most of the leaves had fallen and changed colors already, it was still beautiful. Um, so I'd say that because it, you know, money, some money does equal some happiness. I will say it's not all, um, but having that extra income that, you know, now it's also a place just to go and get away. So I think that's been very much a happy place for me right, right now. I love that. I love that. That makes a lot of sense. Well, listen, thank you so much for joining us. I really enjoyed this. I love talking about the happy retiree traits and like what you've seen and learned from them. I've loved hearing about the unhappy folks and maybe some of the things that our listeners can avoid. And then also the Airbnb thing was amazing. I feel like our listeners are really going to hopefully get something out of that. Yeah, yeah. If our listeners have any questions, y'all can reach Bryn at yourwealth.com. That's Y-O-U-R wealth.com or westmoss.com. So W-E-S-M-O-S-S.com. Just go to that contact form on either page. Send us a little note and let us know you'd like to send it over to Bryn and we'll make sure she sees it. Yeah. Thanks for having me. Thanks for coming. Hey, y'all, this is Mallory with the Retire Sooner team. Please be sure to rate and subscribe to this podcast and share it with a friend. If you have any questions, you can find us at westmoss.com. That's W-E-S-M-O-S-S.com. You can also follow us on Instagram and YouTube. You'll find us under the handle Retire Sooner Podcast. And now for our show's disclosure. This podcast is provided to you as a resource for informational purposes only and is not to be viewed as investment advice or recommendations. This information is being presented without consideration of the investment objectives, risk tolerance, or financial circumstances of any specific investor and might not be suitable for all investors. It is not intended to and should not form a primary basis for any investment decision that you may make. Always consult your own legal, tax, or investment advisor before making any investment or financial planning considerations. Please refer to the full disclosure in the podcast description for any additional information.